I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A random man walked into my apartment last night while I was sleeping. First off, I feel incredibly stupid saying this, but my front door was mistakenly left unlocked. Both myself and my boyfriend thought the other person locked it when we came inside. I almost always double-check before bed to make sure it's locked, but I was running on three hours of sleep and it very unfortunately slipped my mind. That being said, to make things clear my boyfriend works nights, so he is almost always awake during the night and sleeps during the day. I work days so my sleep schedule is nearly opposite. Every Saturday morning I load up our two baskets of laundry into my car and wash it at my mom's house since she lives close to where I work and our apartment complex does not have a washer or dryer. I specifically do it every Saturday because it's the only day of the week I get out of work in the morning and have time to do it, so it works out well. I have Sundays off but like to stay home that day and since my mom's house is nearby work, it's not an issue. I called my boyfriend on my way home and chatted with him during my drive and ended up getting the two of us Taco Bell for dinner. He came outside when I arrived home at about 6pm to help me carry everything inside. Like I mentioned, we were both distracted by food and carrying everything that we both forgot to lock the door upon coming back inside. 
Oftentimes I carry everything inside alone since he's usually still sleeping. We both ate dinner and then went to our bedroom to lay down. He fell right back asleep, but I was awake for a couple of hours playing my switch. At about 8 p.m. I got up and put my switch away and passed out very soon after in bed with him. My boyfriend got out of bed approximately an hour or two after I fell asleep and went into our computer room so he could play some games himself. I have no idea how I slept through all of this, but it is so horrifying to think about. He said he heard a small knock on our door, and then immediately a man walked into our front door or living room. The computer room where my boyfriend was sitting is directly down the hallway from the living room, so he stood up out of his chair and started walking toward the man and loudly said, What the F are you doing? Who the F are you? Meanwhile, I'm asleep in the bedroom right off from that same hallway he was walking down to get to the living room or front door area. I vaguely remember hearing him say, WTF are you doing? But I thought he was talking to our cat, so I passed right back out SMH. My boyfriend said the guy was wearing a face mask pulled down, and he was stumbling over his words and said something along the lines of, I'm supposed to be here, they said just knock and come in. And my boyfriend told him to get the F out, and that he had the wrong place, and the guy backed off into the hallway of our apartment complex. The guy also said something like, They told me room number 350 or something, but I couldn't find it. They wouldn't give me an exact address. And my boyfriend threatened to call the police if he didn't leave and thank God he left. Personally, I think he should have called the police anyways, but I'm not sure what good it would do at this point. I know I am probably being completely paranoid, but I keep thinking about what if this man thought I was home alone since my boyfriend used to work every Saturday night until quite recently. Our curtains in the bedroom were cracked, and he could have seen me sleeping in bed and thought I was alone. The way he was stumbling over his words trying to come up with a reason he walked right into our apartment does not sit right with me at all. Especially if he said, they wouldn't give him an exact address, then why would he have went directly to our door? My boyfriend didn't hear him trying random doors or jiggling our neighbor's handles to see if they were unlocked at night our complex is very quiet, and we can hear whenever someone down the hall opens a door etc. So it seems as if he went directly to our door. What if he knows my routine? I know he could have been genuinely telling the truth and was supposed to meet up with someone, but the whole thing has me so freaked out. How am I not going to overthink this in today's world as a woman? What if he didn't even knock, but my boyfriend thought he did, and it matched his story? I keep thinking about what if my boyfriend wasn't home. I would have slept right through this man opening our door. Who knows what he could have done? I like to think I'm normally very cautious, but I'm definitely going to only load up my laundry in my car when it's light outside, even if that means loading it up the day before. I feel so unsafe and will be talking to my landlord about this. I know there's nothing he can do about it, but I would feel wrong not making him at least aware of the situation in case it happens to someone else. Does anyone have any advice or precautions I should take? I just want to know if there's any red flags someone else might think of that I haven't. Of course now I will be checking 10 times per day if my damn door is locked, and will likely not be able to sleep without a weapon near me. Man sitting alone in woods. Years ago I was walking my dog with my sister at a farm right by my house. The farm owner, a nice lady who still runs it today, lets the public use the farm and the woods for free to walk their dogs as long as dogs stay on their leads when by the farm animal pens and fields. The farm is quite big, and if you walk further in, there's a little woods at the back of it which are normally quite deserted. We always feel safe walking here though because we've both known the farm owner since we were babies and the walls surrounding the farm are massive and couldn't be easily climbed over if that makes sense. 
Anyway, we go into the farm and make our way to the woods, because we can let the dog off his lead here he can't come off lead in the farm for obvious reasons. But the woods are gated off to all the sheep and horses etc. We let him off the lead and start walking around. The woods go in a big circle around the farm, so we usually just do a little lap of the woods before coming back into the farm, and then going home. We're walking along chatting, and then sitting ahead of us on a fallen down tree log was a man. He was just sitting there. What I mean is he wasn't drinking a coffee he'd bought from the little farm shop at the farm. He didn't have a dog with him. He was just sitting on the log staring straight ahead at the trees and the woods. We carry on walking, and as we come close to him, he suddenly looks over at us quite quickly and says, The only way out of this place is over there, in this monotone voice and points at the woods, a part of the woods that just leads to more woods, and then a brick wall that surrounds the farm. We just ignored him and carried on walking. We told the lady who owns the farm that there was a man in the woods, and she said she hadn't seen anyone go in there before us, but asked us nevertheless what he was doing. We said he wasn't doing anything just sitting there, but we did tell her what he had said to us. She looked confused and went into the woods with us, and asked us to show her where he had been so we did. We showed her where he had pointed, and she said, That leads to the wall that used to separate the farm from the railway tracks. Apparently years before there was a railway next to the farm that stopped being used for whatever reason some 30 years before, and now just sits there overgrown and desolate. Don't know what the man meant by that being the only way out of the woods, but the whole thing made me feel unnerved. We never saw him again, and neither did the farm owner. Random man wanted me to get into the van with him, because he didn't want to see me walking alone at night. I normally am a nighttime walker because I have a cat that roams as well. I sometimes like to make sure he's okay or that the roads are clear. I don't want to get into more details about my cat being outdoors, but I do come from a toxic, abusive family dynamic and they won't allow him indoors. I'm also on disability so yeah, I'm a loser still living at home. Anyways, I'm 36 years old and I make sure I'm aware of my surroundings and I take precautions when walking. I've had random stop and ask me a question sometimes, but never experienced something like this. So I walk out at midnight. I normally do a brisk walk and I'm fine. But this time as I'm reaching the end of the street and I turn back to walk back home, a man in a big white van stops and asks me a question. He asks, what am I doing and where am I going? And I say I'm walking back home. He then proceeds to suggest I take a lift home from him because he doesn't want to see me walk home alone at late night. I decline his request and tell him to leave me alone and that I can walk home safely if he carries on driving. So he drives his van and then makes a U-turn back to where I'm walking as if to watch me walk home and maybe see where my home is and I stop walking waiting for him to go past. But he doesn't and then he also stops his van. He says to me he just want me to go home safe and again requested me to get in his van and I declined. Now I get very angry and I say stop following me home. I'm a woman I can't show you where I live. Then he drives off slowly but stops at my street which was right up ahead. I decide to take a U-turn and run into one of the roads where I can hide. He doesn't show up and I think he's gone so I come out of hiding. I walk slowly just in case I see him. I then see a car's headlights approaching around the bend and I quickly jump into this arrangement of big plants on the sidewalk. I easily ducked down and he didn't see me. I saw his white van driving real slow past me and he turned into the road I had just come from. He then makes a U-turn and goes back the way he came from. I waited a while and I felt like a cat at that moment hiding waiting for a safe time to come out again. Finally the coast was clear and I couldn't see his van anywhere so I made a run for home. Thank God I made it home safe and sound.
I made sure to look around me and in the shadows to see if he parked his van anywhere, and I didn't see his van. I don't know who that man was and whether he was really looking out for my safety or whether he was up to something else. What do you guys think? I'm sat beside myself now with a cup of tea trying to process what just happened. Stuck in the middle. I was about 17 female and was asked to babysit for a neighborhood family I knew from church a few blocks away. They had two nice kids I'd sat for before, so it was easy. This couple were going out to dinner with second couple, and they all met at the house, so I watched the other couple's kids as well. When they all returned I was paid, and the man from church I'd babysat for offered to drop me home since he was continuing on to the grocery store to pick up something for his ongoing event at his house. I got in the passenger door of his truck with a bench seat, and he gets in the driver's side. Suddenly the other man of the other couple, I really don't know, spontaneously jumps in the truck from the passenger side, and I had to move over to accommodate him. I'm now sandwiched very close between these two men. It felt very awkward and intimidating. It's just a three-minute ride to my house, so I figure I can tolerate a short ride, now wishing I'd just walked home. As soon as we start driving, the man to my right creepily says to the man I know from church, Hey, what if we don't take her straight home? My heart is now beating crazily, and I feel such overwhelming dread, knowing S assault is being suggested. He was talking over me like I wasn't even there. The church man said, Oh no, I don't think so. We then arrived at my house, I was allowed to exit the truck, and was so relieved I made it home. I was too naive to tell my parents about the incident, but I never let any father of a family I babysat for ever drive me home alone again. Another time I had a creepy husband offer to take me home, the mom hadn't arrived home yet as they went to two separate events. He was leering at me and acting super sketchy. He thought it was fine to leave the kids home alone to do this. I said, oh no, we can't leave the kids by themselves, I'll wait for your wife. The mom got home and drove me home, never sat for them again. I'm an 18-year-old female who is still in high school and lived two-ish blocks from said school. Whether or not those are really important pieces of information I am not sure, and rather be safe than sorry. I also feel the need to mention that I do have a mental health history, which leads a lot of people to invalidate this ongoing story when I tell them. The story begins around the beginning of the school year September, and where I started getting a weird feeling walking home from school. I do not drive by the way I have noticed a couple days before that there was an old van parked at the church about a block the opposite direction from my house. It was a white van with an orange ladder on top and some discoloration on the side panel. Regardless, it's a small town and I just assumed someone moved in and happened to have a van that I haven't seen before. I started to notice that when I would come home that the van would drive past almost every day but very, very slowly. I discredited this because I am not going to be paranoid over little things and didn't want to let this get to me. But it wasn't too weird of an experience for me to analyze the person driving. And if I did see a face it apparently was not a memorable one. I usually walk with earbuds in which makes me even less observant. Bad habit in my end. Then I went to school and told my friend about noticing the van seemingly playing special attention to me. And they told me when they used to walk to school that they noticed a very similar thing except they would sit outside their house at night once their stepdad would come home each night. Never seemed to happen when someone left their house. We pass it off as nothing more than a strange coincidence and kind of moved on with our day. Flash forward November, and I am noticing this parked outside of my house like my friend mentioned almost as if my neighbors owned it and parked it on the road rather than their driveway. 
but it only seemed to be there at night. It was there two times a week, I would guess, and there was never a way for them to know if everyone was home since my parents park in the shop, and it was very unlikely that my neighbors would have a run-down vehicle like that and to park in the road rather than their large driveways, so that was a little off in my mind. Once again, I brushed it off. Probably just a nighttime repairman doing plumbing or some other tedious task that would take multiple days to finish. I am someone who spends a lot of time with my boyfriend, but I never once really mentioned it to him because I didn't want to sound crazy, but it was becoming a frequent thing. After I get home from school he would usually come over and then leave around 10 almost every night. And I've noticed at that time that when my boyfriend would leave a few minutes later that van would be parked across the road. Once again a little odd, but not a giant red flag, maybe is doing work on housing since there was a ladder on it, still I don't know. Enter this week. I started a new job 15 miles out of town at a casino. I haven't thought much of the van I've noticed it, or what might have been a very similar one at my boyfriend's apartment complex, always seemed to be there when we left, but not when we arrived. Almost as if it was following me, but there are a lot of old vans. It wasn't until I started my new job I began to put the pieces together. I work till late at night so I can get a few hours of sleep before I go to school in the morning, and as I said before I don't drive so my dad or my boyfriend will pick me up after my shift. My dad drives a van because he's a business owner and needs it to carry his equipment, but it's one of the newer kind of a dumb looking ones for lack of a better way to describe it. And I only say that because it's not one that I ever mistake with the creepy ones we think of when we think of creepy vans. Regardless, I got off my shift and walked my butt to my dad's van, and when I looked behind it before I got... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And I realized that the same van was parked right behind us. Same damage paneling, same stocky figure, the same orange ladder. Because of the way they parked, I could not see their face, nor did I want the driver just think I'm a crazy person if it wasn't the same van I kind of peeked but the lighting was behind them, and I could not get a face. I could see an outline, and it matched the outline I've seen nights before in the van, then again, there are a lot of stocky men in vans. As assumed, I was tired, and I didn't want to risk looking like a crazy person. So I got in the car, and I drove home, and I went to bed. I was so tired that I didn't shut my curtains. I just plopped down and went to bed. I leave my curtains open so my dog can have sunlight when I am gone I woke up later, and it was still dark I crawled my way into the bathroom, and when I came back in my room my eyes were finally adjusted. The van was outside, same cracked out paneling, the same stocky figure, and the same stupid backlighting to where I couldn't see their face, but without a doubt their head was faced in looking through my window. I am not sure the motive of this person, 
and I'm not sure if it's a perverse thing or just a coincidence, but I have told my boyfriend, and he believes me. But there is not enough evidence for me to be bothered by this person in my parents' eyes. When I told my sister she told me I was being crazy, and when I told my friend they told me people said the exact same thing. My hope is that when I drive you will leave me alone and can be another girl's problem like what happened to my friend. But in the odd chance that I move and you follow me, or I drive and you stay interested, I will begin documenting it, to my best ability. I'm sorry the story doesn't have a definite ending, and if anything does happen I will keep those who care updated in the comments below. Chances are it was nothing, he wants a good scare, or he gets satisfaction from following girls around. I will continue to close my curtains, lock my doors, and try to work on seeing a face if the time arises. Am I being stalked? Or worse? This encounter happened this late afternoon. I'm still very shaken up about this and cannot get it out of my mind so bear with me. My day started as it normally does, early morning work shift, come home, drive my partner to work, come home to nap. However when I got home, my partner texted me saying to pick them back up because they just got news they were laid off for the winter due to a very slow season. I went back out, came back and went for my nap while my partner went to play video games. I was in a pretty deep sleep with my favorite TV show playing as background that I've seen a million times. About two hours or so later, I'm woken up to my creaky front door being opened, followed by a deep and unfamiliar hello. I listened intently as I thought it could be my partner's friend who often stops by. I didn't hear anything further so I shrugged it off to my TV and tried to go back to sleep. Shortly after that, I hear my partner open their bedroom door. I hear them yell, who the hell are you and why are you in my house? I panic as I don't know who they're talking to, but I listen the short interaction. An older man, very startled by my partner's presence, explains that he had watched a package be delivered, and after no one came to get the package right away, he decided to come inside. The package was still on my porch afterward. My partner tells this stranger who had been walking directly towards my bedroom to leave and that they were calling the police. The man lingers, stalling my partner and asks if he can use our bathroom. They say, no get out and the man slowly makes his way out and drives away. We called the police immediately after he left giving them his and his vehicle descriptions. I called my neighbor to let him know and keep an eye out, and he informed me that when he came home two three hours earlier, that vehicle was parked at the end our street, and when he drove by, the man covered his face. I can't stop thinking that this man knows my schedule and has targeted me for something, but I am so lucky that today of all days, I was not home alone. This incident occurred last year after I moved into my new house a few weeks later. The house was quite small, but since I was going to live alone, it suited me perfectly. Initially, everything seemed normal during the first week. The house featured two bedrooms, both upstairs, two bathrooms, one upstairs and one downstairs, and an unfinished basement. The peculiar event unfolded during the second week of my residence. One night, I unexpectedly woke up a rarity for me. I sat up, scanning the darkness outside, when I heard a distant noise. Unable to identify it, I rose from bed and approached my bedroom door, pressing my ear against it to listen carefully. The sound was an eerie laughter, reminiscent of a sinister clown sending chills down my spine. It was difficult to pinpoint its origin. Initially, I speculated it might be coming from outside. However, as I exited my bedroom, the sound seemed to draw closer, as if originating from inside my house. Overwhelmed with fear, I tiptoed through the house, following the noise, pondering its possible source. Approaching the basement door, which was ajar by about a foot, 
I deduced the creepy laughter emanated from below. Peering into the darkness, I distinctly heard the menacing laughter of a man. Terrified, I retreated to my bedroom without making a sound, locking the door behind me. Leaning against the door, the laughter persisted, rendering me immobilized by fear. Wide awake, and with no alternative refuge, I dared not venture downstairs, contemplating escape yet fearing the noise it might cause. Eventually, the laughter ceased, and I began to relax, checking the time to find it was almost 5 a.m. No further sounds suggested movement within the house. After an hour of silence, exhaustion took over, allowing me to sleep again. Fortunately, I had no early commitments the following morning, waking around 10 a.m. to find my living room undisturbed. A thorough inspection of the house revealed nothing amiss, no signs of an intruder or anything unusual. Gathering the courage, I descended into the basement. Despite my apprehension, I needed to confront my fear. The dimly lit basement revealed little, especially since I hadn't spent much time there after moving in. The empty space held nothing but a single red balloon in the center of the ceiling, its ribbon dangling. Fleeing upstairs, I contacted the police. Their search of the house yielded no findings. Since that night, no strange noises or occurrences have plagued me. To this day, the identity of the individual in the basement remains a mystery. I was once walking home alone one night after a visit to my mother, and when I arrived home I saw a man wearing all black with a hat near my fence, and he was looking down to the ground. Of course I approach the man and I ask why he's so close to my fence. Then he turns around and he's wearing sunglasses and that's weird you know because it's night. All he says to me is, make sure to lock those doors and windows tonight. Of course I was absolutely horrified after hearing this, and he just manically laughs and skips. Yes skips away from my fence. I wanted to call the cops, but I didn't think he did enough to have him arrested. Later that night, nothing did happen luckily, but all in all it was so strange. The girl likes skipping to him wearing sunglasses when it's night. One of the scariest moments of my life. The Uber driver who wanted me for himself. English is not my first language, and I am writing on my phone, so I apologize in advance for any mistakes. This occurred three years ago, while my former relationship was ending, I was 27 years old. My ex-boyfriend and I weren't living together anymore. We had been separated for a few months, but had not officially broken up yet. I had just found out from his twin brother that he was keeping me as a backup while seeing other girls, so I decided to end things. It was my birthday. I was a bit emotional about the whole situation, so I decided to go to his place and end things properly, face to face. I took an Uber and went to the other side of town very far from where I lived, and in an area not so friendly or safe for girls. I got there, we talked, and ended things on good terms, given the situation. Now it was time to call an Uber and go back home. This was happening in November, on a rainy night, at about 2 a.m. My ride arrived, I got in, and I was just looking out the window, thinking. After about five minutes, I noticed that my Uber driver was looking at me in the rearview mirror every second he could take his eyes off the road. I brushed it off. This wasn't the first time it had happened, and I was honestly too sad to care. But then I noticed that he slowed down significantly. This was when I started to pay more attention to my surroundings, without giving him the impression that I was doing so. I noticed he was a thin and tall guy, age 25-30. He looked like he wasn't taking very good care of himself, and his car was quite dirty. At this point, I was just hoping to get home safe and quickly. Then, out of nowhere, he started talking. Driver. You are beautiful. Me, after a long pause, thanks. Driver, what's your name? Me, 
After a long pause, then I whisper my name, realizing he could see it in the Uber app anyway. Driver, what a hot name. I've always wanted to have sex with a girl named my name. Me, terrified silence. Driver, staring at me in the rearview mirror. He began talking and rambling without pause, but expected clear responses and reactions from me. Driver, do you have a boyfriend? Me, yes. Driver, what a shame. I wanted you for myself. Me, silence. Driver, but I don't mind the boyfriend. Let's go somewhere else. Come on, change the address in the app because I can't. Only you can. I know a place where we can go be alone and smoke some weed. Me, no, I can't. Take me to the address from the app. At this point, I started to pay close attention to the route he was taking. I was so ready to jump out of the car if the situation became really dangerous. Then he put on a local rap song which I had never heard before. The lyrics were very explicit, describing what the singer does to a girl during sex. Extremely explicit lyrics. Driver, hear that? That's how having sex with me would be like. Oh yes, I would totally lick you like that and pull your hair until you can't even scream anymore. You will love it and come back begging for more. Me, total silence. At this point, I started messaging my ex and telling him what was happening. It was also a good excuse not to have to look at him or reply. Driver, what do you think about that? Me, silence, texting my ex. Driver, yelling, I asked what do you think about that. My heart dropped. I froze. Me, uh, well, I haven't heard this song before. Driver, do you smoke weed? Me, no. Driver, smoke a joint with me. Me, no, thank you. Driver, are you home alone? I could call it a night and go to your place and show you what I'm talking about. My heart was racing so badly at this point. I was so scared and shaking so hard. I was home alone, actually living alone. I decided to start recording him from then on and send the recording to my ex. Me, no, my parents are waiting for me. Driver, ugh, that sucks, man. But we can stay in the car. I'll join you on the back seat. We'll find a spot where it's dark. Me, no, I need to go home. I'm tired. Driver, come on. I'll make you come three times in ten minutes. Trust me. Where did I put that weed? And he began searching for it. My ex heard this part and called me. I was so relieved when I saw my phone ringing. I answered, making sure the driver could hear that I was on the phone with someone. He continued talking, but I didn't listen much as he seemed upset about my phone call, mostly mumbling to himself. My ex was furious, but advised me to loudly state things like my location, when I would get home pretending he was asking and I was responding, and other details like my mom had texted me and was waiting, to say that I would call him once I got home, etc. After ending the call, the driver inquired if that was my boyfriend. I affirmed. He fell silent for about five minutes, and I grew anxious to reach home. We were about five minutes from my address. As he noticed on the map that we were nearing, he resumed pleading with me to go somewhere else or stay in the car with him, to smoke with him, to share everything about my life, claiming he had fallen in love, urging me to break up with my boyfriend. His tone became increasingly unsettling, and his anxiety grew as he failed to persuade me. He frequently turned to look at me, even stopping at green lights to face me. After enduring what felt like an eternity and trembling uncontrollably, we arrived in front of my building. I hurried out of the car while he protested, No, no, don't go. Where is your apartment? Let me come with you. I ran into the building, having previously prepared my keys to open the intercom. I chose not to turn on the staircase light, wanting to conceal my exact location within the small four-floor block. 
Hidden in the darkness, I peeked out the window to check if he had left. He hadn't. He seemed to be scouting the block, likely trying to pinpoint where the lights would turn on, indicating my residence. I couldn't enter my apartment since I had left the hallway lights on, which would reveal my presence. After waiting around five minutes, he slowly drove off. I quickly entered my apartment, locking everything without altering the lighting to avoid any indication of my arrival. Peeking out again to confirm his departure, I was startled to find him parked outside once more. I was terrified. In my country, the police don't respond promptly to such incidents, often arriving too late even in severe cases. He just sat there. Then I received a message from an unknown number, urging me to come down as he waited for me. I was paralyzed with fear, contemplating how a mere 30-40 minute ride with an unstable individual could drastically alter my life. I couldn't recall how he might have obtained my number from the Uber app, or if he had buzzed upon arrival. I didn't respond to his messages, one of which disturbingly requested that I at least smoke a cigarette with him on the phone so he could hear me breathe. I replied, demanding he leave me alone, then blocked the number as he began calling. Worried he might forcefully enter the building, I watched from behind a curtain. After being blocked, he furiously smashed his phone against the steering wheel, but eventually left after about 40 minutes. I vigilantly watched for another two hours. He didn't return, thankfully. The next day, he contacted me from a different number, which I also blocked. Surprisingly, he tried again a year later, which I blocked as well. Fortunately, I haven't seen him or his car since. I reported everything to the Uber app, hoping for appropriate action. It's baffling why no one had reported him before, as his behavior suggested this wasn't his first time. It was shockingly easy for him, truly one of my worst experiences. Thank you for reading. This turned out to be much longer than I expected.